Aloha, it's the Emily T. Gale Show, and I am delighted to be down at the Four Seasons Resort at Hualalai, site of the Mitsubishi Electric Championship at Hualalai. It is the 24th year coming up, and the three-day 54-hole stroke play competition, 1.8 million. Tom Lehman defending gets started January 16th, 17th, and 18th, and I'm here with Kelly Fleer, who has been the tournament manager since the, wow, going all the way back to... 24 years you've been involved, Kelly. That's Welcome. right. Welcome. 1997. Thank you. Aloha, Emily. And it's always great to be with you and and to let our fans and spectators and golf enthusiasts everywhere know that we're, we're right around the bend here, right after Kapalua's event to the Century and, of course, the Sony Open, which it comprises the... Uh, the Aloha Swing, we're the final final event, so we're really excited. Well, it's wonderful right now, you know, being broadcast the century over at Kapalua, which you have a, a, a history of, you're from Maui, and your history with uh, professional golf goes way back, long before even the Champions Tour and the Seniors Tour, and you've been involved, and I love that, that you have such a deep history, not only with the, the sport of golf, but with Mark Rolfing. I'm very grateful for Mark and Debbie Rolfing, and of course... Um, that was back in the mid-1980s when I uh, met Mark as a volunteer for the event there. And then I was able to meet Mark's younger brother, Pete, and uh, Ray and Cheryl Stosik, who Mark had hired Cheryl as one of his television executives to help launch his golf events on TV. And uh, to, it, it launched a career for me. I'm forever grateful for Mark and and what he did for my family and and me, and it, what turned out to be a career. It was kind of like a finding a four-leaf clover, I guess. And, you know, Mark, it even turned out to be a career for Mark, different from where Mark Rolfing was speaking about with NBC Golf Channel, and, of course, he was a professional golfer, and he decided that wasn't going to be the right career for him. He ended up in Maui and got involved in the development and marketing and all these things that you're talking about. He's mentored many people, but he's been a visionary. And the Aloha Swing, which is, as you say, the Century Championship over at Kapalua, they just extended for 10 more years, I believe. And then going over to the Sony Open at Wailai that's been there for years and have a, has a very storied history. And again, over here to the was the MasterCard Championship when it started here. But Mitsubishi has done what every tournament needs as they've had such a extended commitment, which has been so good for the Big Island because this event is a, a major event. The fundraising that has happened over the years, over a million dollars you've been able to raise. Well and, over a million yeah. now. And, and the, the uh, other events that have kind of sprouted from this, you know, Nenea, one of our our neighbors, uh, the private course right up the hill here, they do a Monday pro-am with our players for the Hawaii State Junior Golf Association, and it's been very successful. I've been involved with that since the very beginning. It has been very successful. It started with uh, looking for players, and now they have a long waiting list to yeah. play in that. In addition, the Ohana Foundation here at Hualalai mm -hmm. has utilized our event to help raise significant funds for their organization, which helps their employees and associates here within the resort that really need help. Of course, we have the Daniel R. Sayer Foundation, which Emily, uh, we know that you were fundamental in helping to launch that organization years ago. And 
uh, we're very appreciative of what they do, and they, their organization saves lives. It's unbelievable what and they've done. The stories and and the uh, miracles that have come out of that foundation are beyond anyone's wildest dreams, I believe. But what a blessing for the Big Island residents, and of course, Big Island Junior Golf Association, which is headquartered over in Hilo, and we're we're very happy to have them on board and. Growing the game of golf is important, and uh, they do a really good job. They're very organized. They have almost, I would say, 80 to 100 kids playing golf in their in their club every year, and they go on to play college golf, and so what a success story that is. They'll be at our event on our final round on January 17th, so come on out and see the, see the professional champions and see the future PGA Tour players. I've watched Big Island Junior Golf evolve over the years because of the support that Mitsubishi has given the organization. So, I mean, this this is huge when good good amounts of money can be raised, and it's happened every year. Again, it's the Mitsubishi Electric Championship at Hualalai, 54-hole tournament on January 16th, 17th, and 18th. Uh, wonderful for spectators, but let's, you know, it... I always tell everybody, when you come to a tournament or you're watching it on TV, don't just watch the players. Watch all the things that are going on behind the scenes. The volunteers are the basis and the the heart and soul of every PGA Tour tournament. PGA Tour gives more money to charity than all the other major league sports put together. So let's talk about the volunteers, how they've been organized over the years. Um, I know you have many nice things to say about him. You're meeting with some of the people tonight. Yes. And you have Chris Hazard and Larry Webb, are the, the co-chairs, but the uh, Rotary Club of Kona Community Foundation, unbelievable that they have been your volunteer organization from the very first year. Yes, they have. And that started when we actually, Mark Rolfing was involved um, at that time. Tim Fincham was the commissioner and the event here, the Tournament of Champions for the, at that time, the Senior PGA Tour, which is now our PGA Tour Champions. Uh, we knew that Mark got a phone call, and as I recall, he came into our office to his staff and, and said, we have a new event to work on, and by the way, it happens in three months from now. So we had to, we had to establish we had three months to, to figure out how to present a championship golf tournament, let alone the tournament of champions for this tour. And so we, we had to find an organization to create a base. And the Rotary Club of Kona was one of the larger volunteer organizations that as we started to do our research and we, we decided and landed with them and what a partnership that's turned out to be, Emily. It's 24 years, uh, and I believe the the charitable contributions we've helped to make to the Rotary Club of Kona, they've really taken those funds, and they're generous. Uh, it's a 100% volunteer organization, so no one takes a salary there. Uh, everybody volunteers on their board. Uh, in addition to that, all of the community projects that they select benefit everybody at at some certain point they're going to benefit from where these monies are going so it's a great way it's a great clearinghouse for us to to be able to cover a lot of different parts of the community needs uh, 
uh, without selecting individual charities. The Rotary Club's very, very uh, neutral in their decision making, and they pick they pick projects that yeah they've refurbished them. the soccer fields, kidney machines up at Kona Hospital, scholarship funds, all kinds of things. And the biggest thing about an event like the Mitsubishi Electric Championship over the years raising so much money is it means a lot of these organizations don't have to be fundraising and putting on small events all the time. They can really throw all their energy into to this event. And what? How many volunteers is it? Couple, two, Almost 300? about 380 uh -huh. volunteers now. From all walks of the community, people come from the mainland to help on the event. Uh, the, the PGA Tour has given incredible accolades of how good everybody is. And let's talk about that a little bit because back 24 years ago, even the you know, people don't realize that the volunteers they handle from the parking lots to the caddies to the the scoring to the sign bearers to every aspect that is needed out there in an event and the volunteers have had to evolve just like the PGA Tour from handwritten scoring to technology that's had to be evolved. People have had to learn how to do that that technology through Fig Newton who handles all the scoring for the PGA Tour. Talk about that evolution because it's not a, hasn't been a it isn't, uh, you know, it just happens. People have had to really be trained at how to be good volunteers. For, and, you know, first of all, let's talk about the weather because, you know, we are outside. The, sun, the, the sun's beating down all day. So volunteers of 380 to 400 volunteers, there may only be 250 actually in action at one time. But to ask people to be out in the sun like that for a 10-hour period... So we have to supplement that with more numbers to make sure that everyone's safe, you know, everyone has a good experience, our volunteers, and, you know, we don't want anyone getting dehydrated. We, we want safety first. So that's important to understand. But the, the volunteers have really, really uh, nailed down all the job descriptions you just mentioned, and there's more, um, and they're so efficient now because they've got a system that works and they stick with the system. And it's so impressive to watch them. And they are, they are an Ohana for sure. Oh, yeah. They, and they come sophisticated enough because they come back every year. Right. You know, you always have some new attrition and some people coming and actually a waiting list for volunteers. But because people feel a real part of something, you know, and what they feel a part of is not just the Mitsubishi Electric Championship at Hualawai. They feel a part of the PGA Tour because the media officials, the PGA Tour officials from the Rules Committee to all those people that travel with the PGA Tour. We've all made friends with everybody. They remember, they remember, and, you know, our, one of our goals as a tournament is to try to get everybody off to a great start. We're the very first PGA Tour Champions official event of each year, and so no matter whether it's the Golf Channel or our players or our players' families or the PGA Tour staff, our title sponsor, Mitsubishi Electric, our pro-am participants that come. We try to get everyone launched for the 2020 season off to a great start. And that's really the primary goal. And here. what a, a, a wonderful bonus for those players that get to play in it. They have to have earned their way into this tournament for the season opening that's event correct. for the PGA uh, Tour champions. And the, what do we got this year? 38 players? 38 players, uh -huh. which uh, is down a little bit. We actually have three new players this year. And, 
We're really excited to have Ernie Els make his PGA Tour Champions debut at Hualalai. He's a superstar, and they call him the Big Easy. And, you know, he's coming fresh from the pre- – he was the captain right? of the President's Cup team um, that just recently finished up. And what a great person he is. He ha- I know he has a foundation for autism, and he's very involved. He gives back. He has a son with autism. A- a- how he absolutely, involved, yeah. you're right. And so we're looking, really looking forward to seeing Ernie. Uh, Retief Goosen from South Africa, another World Golf Hall of Famer. Well, this will be his first time here at Hualalai, so we're excited to see Retief. They call him the Goose. And then another story it would be Doug Barron, who, you know, almost gave up on golf five six years ago, and he he won he won an event. So there's a new person and. And uh, in the field, a rookie. And last year, uh, Ken, Ken Tanigawa was that, that person. He was uh, had tried to play professional golf, and then he was playing a lot of amateur golf or just, you know, betting on the golf course and decided to try for the PGA Tour qualifying school, and he got in. And then he's now he's one of the what's, champions. What's really amazing about Ken is he won a major this year. Five-year exemption. So, so he gets a five-year exemption here. So here is a player that won an event earned his way to Hualalai, which gave him another year on the tour, and now he's going to be at Hualalai for the next five years. So, how so Kelly, there's plenty of room for lots of spectators coming out. I always think one of the most important features is that the juniors are, are complimentary to come into the, the tournament for people to bring the juniors out because, first of all, Four Seasons Resort Hualalai, the, the, the most popular Four Seasons in the chain, Four Seasons Resort chain. And here we are all out here being able to be in this wonderful setting. And of course, that's why the players love it, right? Because right. it's so local. It's so, so much Hawaiiana. The ceremony you have at the, at the finish for the, the check presentation and, and, um, Kahu Billy Mitchell with the Hula Halau, yes. the, the Lim family. Not the Lim family. And it's just so beautiful, uh, this presentation. It's like no other golf tournament. And that I think the local aspect that has been able to be maintained and evolved over the 24 years is really significant and should not be uh, taken lightly, even to the point like I love how you're doing now, encouraging everybody to wear Aloha shirts on the Friday of the yeah, of the tournament. Friday, January sixteenth, because it's Aloha Friday that we all celebrate anyway, right? So we're, wear your Aloha and share your Aloha on Friday, and we're encouraging the golfers to wear Aloha shirt. We're encouraging the Golf Channel crew or whoever bring on the Aloha. It'll be a great day. But you know, this tournament has always had that. Back in the early days, Eddie Y, who is also involved with you, still. Way back when, he's you know he designed uh, Aloha shirts for Ren Spooner, and he created the posters in the early days with all the wonderful little drawings he had of every player. You've always been able to keep a local aspect into this. You know that's how it seems to me like from the very first year that it was here, and I'm sure it had a whole lot to do with the Four Seasons approach to things as well as your approach being involved in the tournament, you having had so many years before this event came, of all the things that you learned that you wanted to keep involved in a golf tournament in Hawaii. Well, and you know, Eddie Wai also, you know, he, he came up with the idea of our rock wall signs, our signature signs out at the 17th I didn't hole. know that. And when you drive in. And at, at our hotel resort entrance here and... So uh, we have Alton Hooper and his family come, and 
they're you know expert rock wall builders here, local boys from Waimea, and boy, do they make it look nice, and it fits right into the culture and the land, and we think that's important, and we think it's creative, and not to mention all the indigenous plants that the resort landscaping crew, Erin Lee and her crew, follow our, our encore signage and decorate them with flowers. So you're actually looking at a piece of art, even though it's a, it's a title sponsor sign. It, it, it's surrounded by color and fragrance, and it's pretty awesome. I stopped on my way in today and took pictures of the rock walls out in front with the signs about the dates and, you know, welcome to the Mitsubishi Electric Championship. They're really wonderful. And those touches are, those are the details that have kept us very local in the Hawaiiana that's in the in the event, even uh, in the first day before the, the first uh, player tees off. Kahu Billy Mitchell welcoming everybody. You know, 24 years uh, to have a golf, court, uh, golf tournament at the same venue is an amazing accomplishment. And I I gotta say, Emily, that the people here at Hualalai and the spirit here when you walk in, onto this resort is really the difference. And it's really the compelling reason why this tournament continues to be successful and continues to forge ahead into time. Um, and it's because of the people here. When I drove in today, I was able to say hello to Capenna who is the, at the welcome uh, entrance when you come in. He's been there from the very first year. I've kind of watched his son grow up from talking to him, you know. We all have those relationships, and the two of us were saying, and even though we all don't see each other a lot, that bond that was started in the very first year when there were only 17 players 17 that very first pla- year. There was only one home. Yeah. There was the hotel and one home that was being used as a sales office. And now I think there's upwards of 300 and plus homes here on the Hualalai Resort, private homes. So a lot of credit has to go to the people at Hualalai Resort, Patrick Fitzgerald, the people at the Four Seasons Resort, Colin Clark, and um, is is the general manager now. And it, and it goes all the way down. I mean, the, this Aloha spirit here with the staff and the, the care and uh, conscientious service that they provide to their guests is is unmatched. Let's talk about some some of the people. I know Colin Clark, uh, Sebastian Hentz is, is his assistant at the at the resort. But let's talk about some of the people that bring that flavor to it and have over the years had so much to do with making this a first class event. Not only for the spectators and all of us that work on the event with media and everything that's done around the resort, the Aloha spirit we feel from the staff, but. Um, the director of golf, John Freitas, in the early years, what a wonderful job he did along with Brendan Moynihan that was working with him, and now Brendan is the director of golf. But so many of their staff have been here a long time, year after year. Sure. Earl Sanders was our yeah. superintendent for years, and now Dan Husick's taken over at the helm, and he and his crew do a great job. Uh, you know, every department has their stories. Uh, Amy Regador runs the security department. Her husband Earl runs the cultural center. And and Violet Tarawaki's been here since the beginning and she does a great uh, job with the marketing of the resort and uh, their online presence. So yeah, it takes a team. It takes a village and what a great village this is. And while you said there's a lot of, of players coming, Retief Goosen is another one, too, that, that'll be here uh, for the 
Hall of Famer. We have eleven. But, we have eleven Hall of Famers this year, Emily. That's the most we've ever had actually participating, playing in the field. Hale Irwin, who won our very first event back in 1997, has played. This will be his 24th year. He's the only player that's played in every single event. And Hale was the very first person to represent Hawaii on the PGA Tour, I think. Or maybe Lonnie Watkins might have been with Monolani Resort, but Hale represented Kapalua for so many years. And what a great job he did out there on the PGA Tour representing Hawaii. And he has that spirit. In fact, every year, it'll happen again this year, there's a couple... Oh, three or four Japanese ladies that fly over from Honolulu, and they have had him sign. I get a picture of it every year. They've had him sign the same visor for 24 years. They're Hale Irwin fans. So these players, and what I love about looking through the list is I see people like, uh, well, like Jerry Kelly won two years ago. Uh, Tom Lehman won last year. But Jerry Kelly, good friend of Brandon Moynihan's. He became a friend of Brendan's. You know, the spirit in which he was so happy to win in Hawaii. But some of these players like uh, Jay Haas uh, that have been around, Davis Love. Tom Watson, of course, had a home here at, at Hualalai. Uh, recently, his his wife passed away. which But he, he really became a part of the community here, he and Hillary. So they a lot of them have long-time ties in Hawaii. So they bring with it not just their enthusiasm for the game of golf, but their love of Hawaii, and they really understand the the Ohana spirit. Absolutely, and uh, it, we're we're real glad to have Tom back, Tom Watson back this year, and he's kind of the favorite son around here. He, he was paddling canoe with Billy Mitchell, and I know he's got many, many friends that are dear to him, so we're excited to say aloha to, to Tom here this year and all the players. It's a great show, and we sure encourage everyone to come out and watch. One of the great shows, and I was looking at pictures this morning that I took last year, is when Tom finishes on that final day when all the kids from the Mitsubishi Electric, the Big Island Junior Golf, with their blue shirts on and their logos on the shirts, and they all play a, a tournament up at Manalani before, and then they come down here and get autographs and watch the players, and Tom is so good with them, and he always lets me get group shots with all of them. But, he, I mean, those are lifelong memories for those kids. And year after year, not just Tom, but all the players are so good with those junior golfers. So they come with a spirit. They love being in Hawaii because while we have a lot of spectators, it's not so so filled with spectators that you don't get a chance to talk with a player when you're getting an autograph. Yeah, once they finish up on the 18th green, we have a little area secured right uh, around the scoring tent where they score their cards, their scorecard for the day. And once they're done with that... They're very, very open to signing autographs at that location. And so we encourage you to come by and bring your child over and meet meet the players and ask them for an autograph. You'll find them very engaging and very cooperative and very, very nice. Um, $45 for all three days or $25 a day. Just pick up your tickets at the gate. But again, juniors are complimentary. Military? Military is complimentary, active or retired military. Uh, children under 16 are complimentary mm -hmm. with an adult. Um, and then, uh, again, that three-day ticket's a great purchase if you're planning on coming all three days and save some money. Broadcast on the Golf Channel. Yep, to all millions three days. of viewers all over the world. Emily, it's three hour coverage each day. It's nine hours of live coverage in prime time on the East Coast. So if you take the East Coast Central Daylight Time, 
mountain time. There's a lot of snow going on in Jan mm -hmm. third week of January and sub-zero degrees. So what a great, great way for the people on the mainland to warm up, at least in their mind, and maybe pick up the phone and book a trip over to Hawaii and and actually and see what it's really like over here. Oh, I hear from all kinds of people. When it's, <laughs> I think I just told you the story about Jack Berry, who was a you know, Lifetime Achievement Award down at the Masters, has his own parking space, but was a golf writer, covered 100 uh, major events stuff. But he, he emails me all day long during these events, you know, of things, watching Mark Rolfing with the broadcast. And so people, are their eyes are on it. You know, like you say, they're sitting indoors in Detroit or somewhere like that. But, you know, Kelly Fleer, tournament manager for the Mitsubishi Electric Champion, going all the way back to the very first event and even before the, the PGA, the Seniors Tour was created, which has become the Champions Tour, because when it was first created, it was kind of a, a sentimental tour. You know, we were all very fortunate in that it was, you know, uh, we'd see Arnold Palmer and Jack Nicklaus and Gary Player and Frank Beard and all kinds of people, Jim Colbert, that all played in this event in the early years. So we've all seen a lot of history. But what I love about it is the people that I've met that have been associated with it, like yourself. And, and I've just been in touch recently with Dave Senko, who was the PGA Tour Champions media official for years. And he retired last year. I just got a note from him on Facebook. He's in China right now. And Dick Mudry, who is a longtime um, a golf writer. In fact, he did the copy for the Masters Annual for Augusta for years. They all, I'm in touch with all of them. But the many different ways that people get into this sport and become, uh, find a career, just like you mentioned earlier in our conversation. I mean, your your background was, you know, you love sports, you're involved in baseball, you've coached, you know, little league teams that have gotten to the pinnacle of of uh, Little League, right? You're coaching them, and all of that led to you working on a, a golf event. One thing led to another. Not, you would have never probably dreamed that this would be the career. Dave Senko went to the University of Hawaii. He roomed with Joy, Joey Estrella, who was the great bas baseball coach, right? And little by little, all of a sudden, he's working with the PGA and ends up with a you know 25-year career with the PGA Tour. So talk a little bit, even the people that we see out here as volunteers, some of them have found, gone on and gone into the business of golf that wouldn't have happened if they weren't volunteers. Myself, covering golf, you know, having the opportunity that you guys called me in the very first year to get involved working with you. They talk about those opportunities that are out there for people when they get around the game of golf and particularly when they get around championships like this. Well, it certainly wasn't It wasn't in my life plan in 1986 when I volunteered at Kapalua, but the end result was a career and um, what a blessing it's been. I, I think I mentioned that before, but uh, what it did do is my love for sports. I enjoyed it and tried to create a job for myself. And I asked Mark Rolfing if it would be okay if I went and sold some advertising to the local restaurants. And he had actually brought the Maui Classic Basketball Tournament as well. And so we started selling ads and, and bringing in small revenue streams. And one thing led to another. And uh, after a few years, I, I had a full-time job, and so that's kind of how it started. And one thing, again, one thing leads to another, leads to another, and the uh, senior PGA Tour came to Kanapali 
where I worked with Ray and Cheryl Stosick. And I Pete, came over and was I, I covered that event way back Pete then. Pete Rolfing has been involved with all these events with my good friend uh, Chumley. Uh, they work on the operation side of the of the coin, and it's just been great. It's been great team. We've we've experienced so many people and so many tournaments and exciting times, and we also enjoy the give back to the community that results from it with through the charitable causes, and I'm just really fortunate. And so, yeah. You know, I think I told you it's kind of like finding a four-leaf clover. That's sometimes how I feel. I don't. It wasn't planned. But But look how many how many tournament directors in the PGA Tour are people who started as volunteers. You know, uh, what's his uh, Brian? uh, He was the president of the of the Champions Tour, and now he's start in in the first tee with the PGA and the Greg McLaughlin. Yeah, Greg McLaughlin. He was the tournament director at at the uh, Riviera. In, in L.A. where Tiger Woods played his very first professional tournament. I was at that event covering. That's where I met Greg. But his evolution in the sport, I like to always point that out because so many people who love being around a game and they, they think they got to really figure out what their career is. But sometimes if you just let it flow and go with the flow and, you know, be like you did, went out and sold some ads and one thing leads to another. I mean, it's... It has been that way for me. That's how it's happened. I also think times are changing, of course, now. Universities all over the country offer sports marketing and management degrees. And so the competition is keen for for the uh, in the job market and especially in professional sports, no matter what sport it is. So the uh, the efforts that young people are going to need to make are going to probably come through the university access more and more and more as time goes right, on. Right, but nothing works better on a resume than having had the experience of being a volunteer at an event or that kind of thing. Let's bring up uh, Brian Goyne. Brian was the director of the Ford Seniors in Detroit. I always loved the Detroit-Hawaii connection, Detroit being my hometown, and love that these uh, Champions Tour players in the last two years have played an event in Detroit where the Buick Open used to be played. So there, a lot of them are coming back. You know, there's so much history to the Champions Tour players. They're the ones that have made the game of golf in many ways so that the young people today are making the money they're making. And let's talk about the sponsorship money here at this event. That A lot of these players that are playing, they didn't make money as PGA Tour players. Scott McCarron just won the, the FedEx, right? I mean, he didn't make a lot of money as a PGA Tour player. But the opportunity that these senior players, the Champions Tour players have to really be making the money that they weren't able to make on the PGA Tour because that sponsorship money wasn't there. That's probably one reason. And also, I think a lot of it has to do with confidence. Once you are playing and once you do have the opportunity and it, it just goes to show you, it doesn't matter the age in this game of golf that we have because of the opportunities that the PGA Tour Champions provides at age 50 and beyond. Yeah. Uh, there's players like Scott Perrell, who's been very successful the last two years, top 10 money winner. And, uh, you know, his PGA Tour career was not significant. And now he's a player. He's what comes a- to mind to me is um, Dana Quigley, who, who, you know, for one Stretch had the longest run of, of, of events that he played in, but he was a winner here, but he was a club pro. 
And Jack Nicholas told him, just try to win everything you can in your area. And then he qualified to get on the PGA Tour champions. I'm thinking of Bruce Summerhays. You know, a lot of people, I see Tom Kite is not here this year, but, you know, we've had a lot of people that, and players here over the years that we've all had a chance to get to know them or, you know, enough sort of be able to say hello, get to know their caddies. We've all been a piece of a lot of history by this event being here at the Four Seasons Resort for 24 years. Not just history of the Mitsubishi Electric Championship, but being a part of the history of the PGA Tour champions. Yeah, and, we, you know, there's some other colorful players coming here this year. One, John, John, da- Daly. John Daly's coming. <laughs> Freddie, Woody Austin. Freddie Couples. Yep. I mean, there's some Miguel Angel Jimenez, you know, the most yeah. interesting man in golf. He'll be here. And let's talk about their relationship. All these players, when they're playing in the Pro-Am, which is a two-day event on the PGA Tour champions, and the, the, the players on the champions tour are so good to their amateur partners. They really take the time with them, make friends. I have people from Detroit that played with Woody Austin. I mean, I played with uh, Olin Brown. I'm still friends with him. You know, people that are so talk about that. I think the, that's the pro am. I think that's the uh, the real draw for our our title sponsors like Mitsubishi Electric or in the before them Mastercard International. The the companies can come and and bring their executives and their top customers, and actually put together a one week package for them where they can experience these PGA Tour champions. We don't have a cut at our event, so all these players are going to be guaranteed mm-hmm. a paycheck. So that takes off a little bit of pressure, but I think they know it's beyond the money. They know that the experience that the amateurs have in our two-day pro-am is vital to this event, to this tour. Um, and it's one of the reasons it's so successful, because our players really know how to interact. They've got that experience and they've, they've, they pass it on and they tell great stories of history, you know, from their history and from golf's history and in retrospect and share that with the guys in their golf carts and out on the golf course. It's amazing. I've been a part of that a little bit and I've watched it because I've, you know, I watch very closely as the people are out there playing and, and even Mitsubishi, when you think about it, you know, the evolution of uh, the scoreboards in the world of golf, you know, what was it? Three, four years ago, or maybe, maybe longer now, but uh, Mitsubishi created the scoreboard for the Dallas Cowboys. Correct. Right? Yeah, and LED. right at that, you know, coming on the heels of that, creating these wonderful electronic scoreboards at the golf tournaments. Talk about that. The yeah, sophistication of, of everything that goes up on those scoreboards. They're called the uh, LED Diamond Vision Boards, and we have 10 of those on course. And th- th- they have color images. They have photographs. They, have, they, they transmit the messaging electronically in the old days we had cubes that they could only show words but you didn't get to see you know pictures and but then the really old days it was a scoreboard down there by the clubhouse yeah the old yeah the ones we did by hand uh-huh. like at you know Fenway Park where they put the scores yeah. in every inning but yeah times have changed technology um our scoring on course we have walking scores that when a player finishes a hole and let's say he makes a three on a hole, they they hit a three on their handheld device, and it goes all over the world, live scoring, 
within the snap of a finger. Well, that's the part that we've all been a part of the history of it, including the volunteers, because they were walking around doing that with a pencil and a yeah. piece of paper in Wh- the early days. Which and- was really difficult in a rainy, on a very yeah. rainy day. They had a, not only did they have a clipboard with a pencil, they had to have a, a Ziploc to protect it from the weather. And when it first came out <laughs> electronically, there was a lot of glitches to work out. And of course, Fig Newton, who handles the scoring, has been with the, the tour for many years and been so good with all the volunteers and teaching them. Of course, he's proud of what a great job they've done. But I always feel so grateful that I've been a, a part of watching that evolution and a part of knowing the people that were involved in it. From the, look, look at um, uh, Matthew Rosada. He was an eight-year-old volunteering way back when, right? And then eventually, because as he was getting older, he was so technology sound that they were, he took this young volunteer that was a sign bearer, right, and brought him in to kind of help out with some of the technology when they, they came here. And I just, I feel so grateful for what I've been able to watch, not only with the PGA Tour champions here at this event, but even watching the Four Seasons Resort Hualalai. Like you said, there was one one home here in the early days. Now there's 300 or more. That we've all been a part of that history. Yeah, I it's think so. Special. And I think the I think this tournament has served them well, and they've used it well as a marketing base to for other things to try to you know educate people on where to come on vacation and where to enjoy this beautiful place. So the golf tournament helps. Yeah. So that commitment on Mr. Busey's part to be a long-term sponsor means a lot to all of us on the big Island because you're not reinventing the wheel and, you know, having that continuity and you're having been here for so many years. So just in, in sort of wrapping it up, Kelly Fleer, the tournament manager at the Mitsubishi Electric Championship at Hualalai here at the Four Seasons Resort on the Big Island of Hawaii on the Kohala Coast. We all lucky we live Hawaii. It's coming up January 16th, 17th, and 18th. Again, 54-hole uh, stroke play tournament. Tom Lehman defends the Rotary Club of Kona, doing a great job organizing all the volunteers. And, of course, a lot of money over the years, well over a million dollars, as Kelly mentioned, for Big Island Junior Golf, the Daniel Sayre Foundation, which raises money for the Hawaii County Fire and rescue department, which badly needed equipment, and they've really raised enough money to get a lot of the equipment we need from jet skis and all the beaches to all kinds of things, as simple as repelling ropes and gloves when they do rescues on Mauna Kea. I mean, you you don't think about all the things that they need. So what a wonderful thing that's been. But it's um, you can get the tickets at the gate. $25 for one day, $45 tournament pass, uh, juniors complimentary, active military. You can also stop in and see Lee Kagawa down at the Big Island Golf Shop okay. at the Marriott. He's got tickets. Uh, he's got a supply down there and and go, stop into the Marriott. Say hi to Lee. Maybe you can get a lesson while you're there. And... Uh, Lee's had a, had a lot to do with the raising junior golfers on this Big Island because Waikoloa Beach Resort, wonderful junior programs for so many years, and, and Lee was one of those uh, pros out at Waikoloa Beach Resort. So he's been involved creating an awful lot of junior golfers that went on to college and, and a good handful of them playing professional golf now. I also want to thank our local sponsors here that have been so loyal to mm-hmm. us. We've got... You know, Alan Akawa at Big Island Candies, of course, and uh, Marty C's over at Pepsi, and Russell Chin over at Matson, and I know I'm going to forget people, James Followell at Anheuser-Busch, and without all the help of the local sponsors that get involved every year, 
you know, this tournament wouldn't be what it Maui was. Maui Jim? Maui Jim, Walter wow, Hester. Wow, from year one. From year one. Yeah. And Maui Jim Sunglasses have been a huge sponsor. And, you here. know, you can't, you can't uh, minimize the impact that a local restaurant like Quinn's has had over the years. From the very beginning, because the caddies are such an integral part of this tournament. And you kind of created that as the sort of headquarters down in the heart of Kona where so many of the caddies stay and and volunteers and people. And every night you can go in there and everybody's congregating and talking story and sharing stories. Derek Carissa from KTA and mm -hmm. uh, all their group from KTA Superstores has just been phenomenal. They've been with us 24 years too. So we're very thankful. Yeah, this is definitely, a, I don't know what other event on the Big Island, the Ironman perhaps, but other event, this is right, you know, close second to the impact that it's had on the Big Island community and all of us that have been able to work on it for so many years. And of course, all the nonprofits that have benefited from the Rotary Club of Community Foundation. Some last thoughts, Kelly Flair, tournament manager. We're excited for 24. Yeah. Well, you know, I do want to talk. I, it, one more thing is that your crew, Pete Rolfing, who is Mark's brother, and I was surprised when you told me this morning that you all set up the the uh, ropes and everything going all the way back to the early 90s for the Montelani Senior Skins, what used to be on ABC uh, right before the Super Bowl every year. But talk about the logistics of that. You know, all the ropes, you know, you have a couple miles of roping that goes up, all the cabling and everything for the golf channel, the towers. Uh, that's a whole crew that has been with you for a number of years yeah, as well. Yeah, we did. We used to do the Senior Skins ropes and stakes. We did the Grand Slam of golf in Kauai. And we, we had some equipment that was kind of unique and nobody else had it. And so th those events hired out um, our, our company at the time and we enjoyed doing it. It was kind of fun. There was no telephones to answer. It was different. You were out on the golf course uh -huh. and uh, out working. Be, get, doing some physical work. So it was, it was great and fun. And what's the timeline of that right now? The Kapalua will be over today. Or the uh, Century Championship. Yeah. So they have to break down. Tomorrow will be a huge breakdown day for them because our scoreboards and generators and television trucks need to get on a barge in Kahului Harbor on Maui. And that barge will bring all that equipment over here to Kauai High, uh, be trucked over to Hualalai, and we'll have a very small window of time to get all that in place and set up in time for the live telecast on the Golf Channel, which starts uh, January 16th. So that's only 11 days away. So that's the part that I always say to everybody, take a look at what's going on behind the scenes. I mean, it's wonderful what the players are out there doing, but it wouldn't be happening without all of that functioning. Even the volunteers even work with the Golf Channel, right? They've got the boom mics and they're pulling the cable and some of them have ended up getting full-time positions with the, the Golf Channel. There they've gone on to other careers, just like we're saying. There are some amazing dynamics that happen logistically out here in the next probably six to seven days before the Pro-Am starts. This this next week is really when it happens for, for us as a golf organizing team. Uh, with our, our operation staff and our volunteers and our PGA Tour staff. So it's very dynamic, Emily. It's been pretty special. I, I feel grateful that I've been involved for the last 20, going on 24 years. I think the other couple of years ago, it, it was at 20 years, every, we each got a pin. Yeah. I was thinking, I got to dig my pin out because you know what? There's, there's only a small handful of us that have been involved 
that directly for that many years. We'll start working on the 25-year pin yeah. here pretty soon. But so. I feel very grateful for that, Kelly. It's been wonderful, you know, working with you and every, the whole team. And uh, some last thoughts to our listeners? Just a great big aloha to everyone out there. That's what this tournament's all about. Come experience it. Wear your aloha shirt. Let's be the most colorful event on the PGA Tour Champions yep. for 2020. And I know everyone's going to walk away from this saying they had a wonderful experience. So come on out and join us. Great. Okay, Kelly. Always great to see you. Nice to talk with you. Thank again. you so much, Emily. See Emily TGL Talk Story Show. And we've been speaking with Kelly Fleer, tournament manager, from the all the way back to the very first year and even before the PGA Tour champions existed. And it was the senior tour. He's been involved in those tournaments, many of them that started with Mark Rolfing, who's with NBC Golf Channel now, but Mark, a visionary, along with Mark. Along with Kelly, too, all of you. And I, I love digging into your own history, too. Even though I've known you a long time, there's a lot of things that I haven't known that every time I talk with you, I learn. Because I think it's important to thread those dots, connect those dots, the pieces of history, for people to remember the the Frank Beards and, you know, the Arnold Palmers and the Gary Players. We do, but, you know, a lot of the players, as time goes on, those things kind of, they fade, you know, the, the the real stories behind them. And those of us that have been around a lot, it's fun to share the story. So I appreciate the opportunity. Again, uh, January 16th, 17th, and 18th, out here at the Four Seasons Resort, Hualalai, Mitsubishi Electric Championship at, uh, at Hualalai. And Kelly and I both say, Aloha! Aloha.